Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It is so great to be with you today. In today's episode, with the pandemic receding and things returning to some kind of normal, are you keen to get moving again? get healthy again. But you're not sure where to start. In this third episode of our health series, we describe an approach to movement that I think you might find useful to get going again, and maybe more importantly, to keep going. Are you excited to be here? I certainly am. Let's walk. out walking, enjoying this gorgeous day, moving as we are able. If you're new to the last 8% morning, we walk. We integrate movement, mindfulness, and mental training exercises. Why? Because we want to be better in our last 8% situation, so we need to learn as fast as the world is changing. We also want to manage ourselves and be the best versions of ourselves, and so By starting with this every day or doing it some point in the day, we get some movement, we get some mindfulness, and we're learning. And so it is so great to be with you today. So just feel your feet on the ground. Look around, stand tall, feel grateful. And just let go of wherever you were coming from, whatever you were thinking, whatever you're planning, and just arrive in this moment. No matter how stressed or struggling you might have been a few seconds ago, just arrive in the moment accepting whatever is present, including maybe a bad mood or a, a ruminating thought that you are hooked by, and just Accept it all and just be present, starting with mindfulness, you know, which is paying attention on purpose, non-judgmentally. So just feel your feet on the ground. Feel the sensations of walking. Feel your ankles and lower legs. As you know, physical sensations only exist in the present moment, unlike thoughts. So this is one of the ways that we can anchor in the moment. Feel your knees. Feel your belly rise and fall. Really let go of the past, the future, and just center in this moment. Nowhere to go, nothing to do, just be present. Feel that belly rise and fall. Sometimes I have to say, 
when I walk, I it almost feels too subtle, my belly rising and falling. So sometimes I put one hand just against my belly as I'm walking, just to kind of get tuned in to that subtle sense of rising and falling. If your mind has wandered, which it will, off to a thought or a story or a dream, just let it be. Once you notice it, let it be and come back to your focus of attention. And and also know that that's a great thing. That's a moment of mindfulness. That cycle of breathing or focusing on the body. The mind wanders. We notice the mind wandering. We bring back the mind to whatever our focus is. That cycle is what we now know builds new neural pathways. So that's a good thing. Don't feel bad if your mind has wandered because sometimes people do. They think, ah, you know, I can't stay focused. Mindfulness is not about staying focused. Feel your hands and arms. Feel your shoulders. Feel your head and neck. It is so great to be with you today. Now feel your whole body from the top of your head to the down to your toes. Feel the whole body now. Notice any sensations. As you know, our body, our interoceptive system, our brain, in a sense, can make sense of, interpret two types of sensations. One, the pleasant-unpleasant scale, and the other, the calm-to-not-calm scale. So just feel your body for the pleasant to unpleasant scale. You know, sensations that are pleasant or neutral or unpleasant. Same thing for the calm to not calm scale. What sensations are present that are calm or neutral or not calm? And when you do come across these sensations, we're not pushing them away. We're just actually welcoming them. Befriending them. Fantastic. Now let's move to our idea of the day. You, me, we want to be healthy. We want to be fit. We want to move our body. And we've tried so many different approaches to getting on a program and staying on a program. But we find it almost impossible to stay on a program, to get benefit. We lose our motivation. We're not as able as we would have hoped to continue to move, to get to our desired weight. And we're frustrated. If this is true for you, you're not alone. And there's nothing wrong with you. 
But there is a lot at stake if we struggle. And I mean struggle not just in the movement or losing or maintaining weight. I mean just in the actual approach that we use as a plan of change. Because when we struggle to make change, whatever the change is, whether it be our health or anything else, when we struggle, it affects how we see ourselves. It starts to diminish our confidence. It affects how we show up in the world and how we model our behavior to the young people in our lives. So there's a lot at stake in my opinion, and which is why I'm going to give you great approach in my opinion um, that's simple that's joyful that you can do for the rest of your life so you know what to do around this movement and exercise well I mean there's a lot out there first of all Um, and you know great YouTube videos great podcasts go and explore them um but I'll give you kind of my take on reading the literature, knowing the space a little bit that I think and hopefully you'll find helpful. So for some background, um, played sports all my life, loved sports, big part of my life, basketball, hockey, baseball, football, wrestled, did track and field. Um, and I used to run to keep in shape for my sports. And I've lifted weights really since pretty continuously since high school, um, up until probably seven years ago. And, and I have to say, I didn't really find that I enjoyed jogging or running. Um, I found it boring, but it's what I did for, you know, to keep in shape. And I didn't find it very enjoyable, but very good for my body. Um, so again, over the last five or seven years, I've moved to a different approach and it has three parts. So the first part are the sports that I still play. That's a big part of my exercise. I still play hockey and basketball on a weekly basis with a great group of guys. And that is essentially why it's so important. And I'm going to talk about this on another podcast. But that community and connection piece is so huge for you know our health, our psychological and emotional health. So I'll talk about that another day. So that's number one, my community sports. Number two is I walk. I walk a lot. Or at least I walk consistently. Probably, you know, maybe an hour, uh, sometimes more, but at least an hour a day. That's number two. Number three, I do HIT workouts. You might be familiar with HIT, H, HIT, H, I-I-T, high intensity interval training. So again, I'm not going to be able to talk in depth about each of these in this episode because there's just not time, but I'll come back. But I want to talk about some of the highlights and, and again, why do I, why have I gravitated towards this approach? Well, it comes back to what I talked about last episode. It has to hit or fit three criteria for me. Something I can do the rest of my life, number one. It has to be something that takes into consideration the best science of human behavior. And notice I'm not saying human health, although that's part of it, but human behavior, how we behave. And then number three, it has to have some enjoyment as part of the equation. I'm not here on this planet for very long. Um, and I'm here to enjoy all of its goodness, which includes movement, because I love to move. It also includes food. So those are the three criteria. Let's start with walking. 
So in the March 20th, 2020 episode, I discuss the the benefits of walking. So please go there to get a bit more in depth. But there is a beauty to walking on so many levels. Number one, it's free. It doesn't require a lot of special equipment. It can be done, of course, anywhere, almost anywhere. Most people can maintain a walking practice throughout their lifetime. And I find this critical for so many reasons. It's a, for me, it's a baseline activity that helps me kind of through those busy times of my life. And I listen, of course, to podcasts galore. And so I get a lot of learning done at the same time. Now, many, I've had many people ask me, okay, you know, how many steps do we need to do a day? Is it, you know, 10,000 steps? And um, here's what we know. A recent Harvard study found that, and this is looking at 16,000 older women, and those who at least walked 4,400 steps a day, that greatly reduced their risk of dying prematurely when compared to less active women. And, you know, this study found that the longevity benefits continued up to about 7,500 steps, but leveled off around there. So in other words, you don't need to go 10,000 steps. 7,500 is a good goal. If you do more, fantastic. But, you know, again, what can you do that works, that you can do every day, that's enjoyable? So, you know, that's, that's helpful. Thomas Jefferson wrote, walking is the best possible exercise. Habituate yourself to walk very far. Now, unfortunately, that actually doesn't fit my earlier point. You don't have to walk very far, but it's a pretty good quote. Anyway, let's get to HIIT, um, H-I-I-T. So this is an exercise that you typically perform really around 80 to 90, 80 to 95% of your maximum heart rate, your maximum exertion for anywhere from really five seconds to 30 seconds to 60 seconds can even be longer. And generally how it works, the shorter the interval, so the less time, the higher intensity, and then vice versa. So what are examples? If you're, if you're not familiar, you might, be, you might be tremendously familiar, but if you're not familiar, there's two that I do. One is the seven minute workout. You can find that on a whole bunch of free apps. And that's essentially 12 exercises for 30 seconds with a 10 seconds kind of interval of rest. And it's like push-ups, sit-ups, wall sit, uh, you know, lunges, uh, what else? A whole bunch of other ones I can't remember in this moment. But, and honestly, I really do do this. Um, But it's, and the reason I started doing this was um, a bunch of years back, a couple of really interesting studies came out of McMaster University um, that showed that one seven-minute workout was superior to going for a 20 to 25-minute run. And so when I read that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm putting away my running shoes and I grab my seven-minute workout shoes. Um, no, there's no such thing as seven-minute workout shoes. I mean, there probably is, but I don't own them. My point, though, is that that made me look at what I was doing. And so, you know, I, you got to be a bit careful with HIT workouts because they're higher intensity and you don't want to get injured. So, you know, I probably do two to three times a week a seven-minute workout as part of my HIT routine. Okay. Um, but there's a second way that I do HIT, and this is a little more regular for me. 
Um, and you know, it's probably twice a week I do the seven minute workout and, and I do two or three, seven minute workouts, sometimes four, seven minute workouts when I'm feeling really motivated. Um, but the other thing that I do is I run stairs. And so as part of my walk, I'll run like, you know, the local stairs, maybe, I mean, it doesn't really matter how many times I run up, but I run up a fair amount of times, um, at, you know, probably 80 to 90% exertion and, you know, maximum heart rate. So, you know, that's another way that I use HIT, and I find it incredibly low impact. So you might think if I sprinted on a horizontal track, I would hurt my body. I really would. But I find when you run upstairs and just try it sometime, it's less impactful than you think it is. It's a tremendous workout. And it's something I've been doing for a long time. I find it really helpful. And the thing about HIT on top of everything else, you know, um, is that there's an efficiency to it. I mean, there's two big things I want to say about HIT. One is it's efficient. You know, a workup workout can last, I mean, 20 minutes or less. You know, it's more if you do more, but and that's a key part for all of us who are so time stressed. That's one. But the other one is that there's some recent research around HIT beats continuous moderate intensity exercise like like going up for a jog like I used to do when it comes to something called BDNF, which is an acronym for brain-derived neurotropic factor. Now, that's something I have a lot of interest in for a number of reasons. And I'll do a couple episodes on BDNF another time, but it's really, think of it as miracle grow for the brain. And BDNF is a protein that protects nerve cells. It promotes neuroplasticity, which is really the forming of new connections which is so important in AIDS, learning, memory. And this also even helps regulate eating, drinking, and body weight. And again, I wish I had more time. I don't today, but we'll come back to that. So it's got this real benefit for our brain. And it's something that I can do. So I talked about the criteria, right? I enjoy it. I can do it. And it really it really kind of fits in terms of the science of human behavior, human health science as well, but certainly human behavior. So that's what I do. If that's helpful for you, fantastic. If it's not, you know, continue with what you're doing. The bottom line is there is such tremendous benefits to movement, you know, on the emotional and psychological end. Oh my gosh, we could talk for a long time on that. But also on the very you know, the health science end, which is more of what we talked about today. So listen, let's stand tall, take a deep breath down to the toes, look around, feel grateful. Our last 8% Academy is cooking. We've opened up August for registration. Take a look. We'd love to have you. We're super excited about how that is coming along um, and just if you don't know the last eight percent academy is our digital course it's a really breakthrough approach to education it uses app-based micro learning so you learn on your own when it fits for you so instead of looking at this silly you know facebook or social media you can watch a four to five or six minute video 
over the course of the week. So we have a bunch of videos each week. There's a premium podcast each week. So you learn on your own, but then you come together for a live class and you engage in social learning with others. And you get a peer coach and you are a peer coach. And so you grow some great coaching skills. We are so excited about this program. Come join us. But let's finish with our three by three. Three breaths right down into the bottom of our toes, calming this body. Now move to three things that you can feel grateful for. I'm grateful that my mom and dad walk around the track at Elgin High School, now called Bateman High School. And I'm so grateful that they walk. It's so obviously good for them and good for their health. And finally, three things you want to get done today. What are three goals? What do you want to get done today? It would really make it a great day in terms of being productive. Fantastic. As always, please, if you've not subscribed to the podcast, please do that so you won't miss any of these, to me, exciting episodes. Also, um, you know, share it. And please leave a a couple of words on uh, review that goes a long way to helping us grow this podcast, grow our impact. But as we're finishing, let's bring this energy and this focus and momentum into the day and show up as a last eight percenter, courageous, without regret, living our best life. That famous philosopher Anonymous wrote this, as we finish, let's finish with, with this quote. Good things come to those who sweat. Good things come to those who sweat. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>